Welcome back to the OML Podcast, and welcome to those who are listening for the first time. Our podcast is focused on issues facing municipalities. I'm Mike Fina, Executive Director of the Oklahoma Municipal League and the host of this show. Today, we are going to talk about health insurance. When discussing health policy and health care delivery, a major fact that cannot be ignored are the massive increases in premiums for health insurance. In 2018, the average annual premium for employer-based family coverage rose 5%, and, and to the average family, that means almost $20,000 a year. For single coverage, premiums rose 3% to an annual cost of about $7,000 a year. Now, I don't want to be disingenuous with these numbers. They're averages of all the available data. And trying to compare employers' health care plans is not just comparing apples and oranges. It's more like trying to compare the entire produce section. But the fact is, costs are going up. The best estimates is that health premiums have risen on average of about 3% per year for the past five years. When you single out municipal health care plans, that number is drastically higher at 7%. There are many factors that contribute to that rise. Mostly our municipalities offer a robust health care program for their employees. Most often, municipalities offer what's called the Cadillac plan, which is an industry coined term referring to the best plan available. In 2017, OML received two inquiries in one day about increased health care premiums. The inquiry from both the parties was, what are you going to do to fix this problem? So we researched the issues and realized that premium increases were hitting municipalities in a disproportionate way to what our counterparts in the private sector were seeing at the time. At that point, we set out to develop a new health insurance product that would give municipalities the flexibility to manage their health insurance costs. And after almost three years, Municipal Healthcare Solutions was created and is now operational. Today, we're talking with the administrator of that program, Nancy Morris. Nancy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Well, we are happy to have you here. Now, I've I've had a front row seat to the work that you've done over the past three years. Uh, I know how much you've put into it uh, from my perspective, but I want to talk about that with our with our viewers today. So or our viewers, our listeners today, no one can see us. So what was it like building an insurance company from the ground up? Well, it's certainly been a learning experience. I can tell you that. Um, I will say I've had the opportunity to work and learn from a lot of other uh, different entities throughout this project, Work, whether it's working with our board that is, of course, made up of municipal leaders, um, I found their perspective has been invaluable throughout this process. Putting together a team of providers that are experts in their fields has allowed me the opportunity to learn um, that aspect as well. It gives me a unique, a unique perspective since I'm able to look at the plan from every angle, whether it's municipal or through the back end through the healthcare plan. I've also been lucky enough to have the chance to work with other state leagues throughout the country um, through the National League of Cities. They've provided, they provide this type of service uh, for their members, and they've been extremely helpful as I've maneuvered through this process. Yeah, that is an interesting resource that, uh, that I know that you've relied on a lot. The, the National League of Cities has the, the RISC program. Uh, R-I-S-C, different <laughs> different than risk. Yeah. Uh, but that has been an interesting resource in, in to especially building a municipal-specific company from the ground up. It has. There are some that have been um, doing this for over 50 years, others who that are fairly new like us. And there's even though there's unique issues that we're facing, depending on where we're at, 
Um, there's also a lot of similarity that um, has been very helpful to listen, uh, listen through to them. I have been able to be on a monthly call, Zoom meeting, so to speak, with them um, throughout the last several months. And um, that's been very helpful for me to hear what's happening in their part of the country um, and how it's similar to what's happening here and what we can look forward to in the future um, as we're maneuvering through, you know, even the COVID times and what that means for cities. Yeah, it is. It's pretty extraordinary to have that that kind of, of resource, especially as as unique as as just servicing municipalities is. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, MHS itself is is unique in its structure and how it was built. Can you explain a little bit about the structure of the program? Yeah, we are unique. MHS has been set up as what's called a captive association insurance company. And basically what that means is that only OML member municipalities are allowed to participate in this plan. As I mentioned earlier, it's governed by a board of municipal leaders who understand what's unique about municipalities and what their employees need. As a captive, we're also unique as being the first in the state of Oklahoma. And um, because of that, we've been working very closely with the Oklahoma Insurance Department to ensure we're meeting all the requirements of the state. Another unique aspect of this as a captive agency is that um, whether it's our consulting team or any of our service providers, they all have to be certified and approved by the Oklahoma Insurance Department as a captive contributor or provider. Yeah, I, you and I attended one of those meetings together, and and that was something that stood out even with Com- Commissioner Mulready that uh, this was something new, and they were they seemed actually or genuinely excited about this new style of company coming into the state. At least I got that impression. And they continue to be excited about it. Um, I talked to Donald Dashwood, who is our representative with the OID and um, yeah, Commissioner Mulready, as well as the rest of his team, um, continue to want to know how it's going, want to know if there's there's anything they can do to help us. Um, It's it's really exciting to work with them. Another entity is what you have to have a captive manager when you are a captive agency and our captive manager is Midlands Management. They're nationwide and their president comes to our meetings because he is so excited about what we're doing here in the state of Oklahoma. He talked about it in Louisiana his last trip there and he continues to be a great advocate for us. Well it it being a captive and and being able to tailor your products to that group, uh, almost like a boutique type business, uh, seems to make a lot of sense, especially when you're trying to find every avenue to not only cut costs but continue to provide that that quality service that everybody needs in their in their healthcare. Um, so, it, it, staying in that same vein, so what do you, what do you see as the differences between MHS and other providers out there? Well, the main one that I've alluded to um, earlier is, again, how it's run, which, of course, is through the direction of our board made up of municipal leaders. They will continue to provide their guidance and municipal expertise as we go along. And I know they will ensure um, that I'm always looking to make sure and that we as MHS are making sure that we are thinking about the municipality first. Another even more direct way 
um, would be that unlike some other, say, larger plans, if a municipality has an issue or they have specific needs they want to talk to someone about, they can call me directly, which they have done. And we've been able to work through whatever that might be to give them the options that are available to, to them that, that will best meet their employees, the benefits they want to provide, and their budget, which is, of course, important to all our cities and towns. So you're so basically what you're saying is that you can reach out directly to a, a city clerk who might be managing this plan or a city manager and and really dig deep into what their needs are and then go back and be able to tailor the plan to, to that specific city. That's exactly right. And that's what we have been doing. Um, you know, different cities are different and towns, excuse me, are different sizes. They have some may have um, collective bargaining agreements that we need to consider and that we bring in. Others might want to offer uh, retirees benefits. Others may not want to offer those options. Um, some may want to look at Insure Oklahoma. Um, we're we're going to talk about all those things with them so that we meet their needs as we can. So I'm I'm guessing that the the plan administrator, the CEO of Blue Cross and Blue Shields, probably isn't doing the same thing for <laughs> for his members. <laughs> probably not. Although I'm not going to talk about the blues, but probably not. Yeah. Probably well, not. and that's that's different. And I, I, yeah. I but being able to have that personal touch is is a big difference from going with one of the larger providers, um, which I, I think. Is, provide some level of comfort to to the municipalities to have that that hands-on uh, direct contact with your insurance provider. Yeah, we are their plan. This is our members' plan, and they run it. So we are here at their direction and at their bidding. I mean, we are going to do the best we can to provide them the services that, that they can, that we can for them. So under the the idea of this captive, which is really what it what it sounds like, it's a captive audience. When you when you have this particular group uh, that you're providing insurance for, there there's some it, it gives you the ability to do some interesting things. And one of the things that you and I have talked about are the is the idea of the direct contracting with specialty providers. Can you elaborate a little bit on on what that process? Sure, I'm very excited about these contracts. Currently, we have four direct contracts in place in the Oklahoma City area. And we are now negotiating similar ones in the Tulsa area as we speak. To give you a better idea of what this means for our members, we have a contract with an imaging group, which means that if you are on the plan and you need to say, get an MRI done. As a plan, we've negotiated a flat rate. And as a participant in the plan, you will have no out-of-pocket expense for that MRI. That's just part of the plan, part of your premium. Another example is our contract with the Oklahoma Surgery Center. If you get a procedure done there, you once again would have no out-of-pocket cost. It's a flat rate that MHS has negotiated. Moving forward, we hope to secure other entities such as these that will give our members the best care at the lowest possible cost to them. That That's actually pretty incredible. To, to And is there, is, is it more garden variety type surgeries or is, is it, uh, it, it how, how does that work for, for the person that needs a surgery? Um, is there a list of available procedures? How, explain that a little bit more. Um, they would contact the Oklahoma Surgery Center and they would coordinate with their doctor or they contact me 
that's another unique aspect of this. And we would find out if that specific surgery center actually does that procedure. You know, it has to be available in the procedure or in that center. But um, if it's available and their doctor agrees, then we get that done. You know, another um, aspect, Mike, that we haven't touched on is our network of uh, physicians, which is statewide and very vast. But however, because we're unique in this way, let's say you find out that your primary care that you're currently used to using isn't in our network. We have the ability to contact that doctor or that group of doctors, depending on how they work, to see if they want to be part of our network. And we will actually go in and negotiate that for you so that we can see if we can bring them in as part of the network. Healthcare Highways is really good at doing that. That's a that's a really nice feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of times people they they we were talking about surgeries, but I guess other other healthcare related issues that you're treated, you have a surgery, and then there's there's not much follow up, and that's one thing that w- that w- was different about MHS, and that's the 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 care coordination that happens uh, with the program. Talk about the care coordination piece of of MHS, if you would. I'm glad you brought this feature up. Yes, we have what's called care coordination. It's, of course, a voluntary voluntary program for each participant. But basically, what it does is, as the title says, it coordinates your care. Let's say you have a procedure or a diagnosis that requires ongoing care. You'd be assigned a case manager that would work through your care plan whether it's to be doctor's appointments, your prescription plan, or whatever other follow-up care you might need, they'd work with you to ensure you were on track and understood your individual plan as you navigate through it. That's got to be helpful for for people, especially in the recovery period. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, simple things like prescription. You might have forgotten to tell your doctor, even though you're supposed to tell your doctor all the prescriptions you're taking. Well, you might have forgot to tell them, oh, I'm also taking this. Your case manager is going to know what prescriptions you're taking so that there's no possibility of there being some sort of uh, counter reaction because you're mixing prescriptions you shouldn't be mixing. So another part, and I think this is a newer invention in healthcare, is the idea of the virtual doc visits. And I know a lot of people yeah. are doing that, and, and I understand that, that that is also going to be, be a feature of the plan. Uh, MHS uh, pro, uh, selected SwiftMD as that virtual provider. There are many virtual platforms out there, so what was special about SwiftMD? Well, you're right. There were certainly several plans to choose from. And there were a few reasons that we chose SwiftMD as our virtual platform. One, on an administrative side, is their vast network of virtual doctors available for our members, as well as their response time for participants. It's very short. Uh, Within 20 minutes, typically, you're going to hear from a doctor if you have to leave a message. And that's not typical for a lot of plans. No one likes to have to wait hours when they don't feel well or they're worried about a health issue uh, for a loved one. Another unique aspect to this platform is, once again, beneficial to our participants. Unlike other plans, there's no copay when you use the virtual doctor option. That way, if let's say once you speak with a doctor virtually and it's determined you need further care, 
you aren't paying double copays. That's a that is a nice feature. So no so no yeah. copay on the on the virtual visits. I know that's different than than the current um, platform that that we use at OML right now. So that that's, that's great. True. Yeah, I think that having a reliable virtual platform that's affordable to our members is going to continue to be a vital component to any healthcare plan moving forward. Well, and you you know I I know it because it's new. It it hasn't caught on system-wide, but the truth is, is if we could utilize more of the virtual doc visits on those minor issues that, that people, health issues that people are having, it actually in the long term will cut down the costs and could lend to lower premiums in the future if we could just get people to use that tool a little bit more. No, I agree. You're right. And studies have actually shown that um, if people would go to their primary care rather than to the emergency room, healthcare costs then go down. That's one of the reasons that you try to keep your copays low for your primary care um, or even for urgent care rather than going to an emergency room. Same thing with a virtual doctor. Many times things can be taken care of just through a phone call or through seeing somebody through a video rather than having to go into a doctor's office and set up an appointment and do all that you don't really need to do in that arena or that area. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I really like the virtual visits, it, especially when you're, when it's a minor, minor ailment, you have a cold, something like that. And then you really just need a prescription to, to get through it and yeah. and they can prescribe it. I, I've, I've really, I, I am one that has adapted to, to the virtual doc visits. So, all right. So let, let, let's talk a little bit. This is a, a startup insurance company and I, and, and I imagine people could just in their mind imagine all the all the thing you always imagine what all could go wrong when you do a business startup. But uh, uh, <laughs> so they're looking at the first two to three years of the program. There's going to be quite a few financial um, liabilities. So how has MHS been built to address that those potential issues and ensure its its longevity in in the marketplace? Well, we work closely with the uh, OML board, the MHS board, and the Oklahoma Insurance Department to ensure that we were in compliance as a captive insurance company, which also means in financial compliance with what the state requires, which with the help of MHS boards and OML boards, we've been able to do. Another way that we've ensured the stability of the plan is through what's called reinsurance or stop loss insurance, which essentially ensures MHS from any large claims that might um, take up too much of our reserve funds that we have set aside. We've also contracted with underwriters who evaluate each group that are considering coming into the plan. We look at their individual history and work through the possibility of them coming on board or if they're not able to come on board right now because they're too high a risk, then we work with them to find out what they need to do in order for them to be able to come on in future years. So that's where that personal touch really, really helps in that you can look at those individuals that might be driving the premium costs up and figure out ways that that you can either save them money or, or at least provide them a product that's going to be affordable to them. I, uh, because some people, because of those high risk individuals won't even get insurance, is that correct? Correct. That is correct. Or they'll be at a cost that uh, nobody could afford. Uh, another option that cities have who might have a, 
a higher risk rate would be what's our higher deductible plans. Those are a little less expensive for the city and can um, enable them to be able to, even if they have some high claims, they could still be able to afford a healthcare plan using a high deductible plan such as that. You know, it just allows for that higher risk. And there's some other ways to help cities figure out what they need to do. It, again, it's that personal touch where we just have those conversations. So you're going to do your best, if possible, to find find something that's going to work for, for everybody is the goal. I know that might not be the reality in the end, but that that's the goal is to find some for everybody. That's the plan. And, and, you know, we work with brokers throughout the state that our cities have enlisted to find what, you know, help them in the best way they can. And so we work with those brokers as well, um, if the city instructs us to, um, because they know what the city has done over the years. They know their history as well. And it's yet another set of eyes and another expert that can help find whatever plan is best for that city. And that's what we do at MHS and OML. Yes, funny that the broker issue, I know you and I had conversations about this early on. We didn't really know what to expect from the brokers. We didn't know if they, they were going to be upset with us being in the marketplace, but it's really been the exact opposite. There's been quite a bit of enthusiasm from the brokers wanting to actually provide the, the product in their portfolio. Yeah, they really, they have been. They've been great actually so far to work with. Um, some are a little more exuberant about it. They're very excited and uh, get out there before I've even talked to them, but that's okay. The cities are great about just calling me and saying, hey, what's this about? Um, which is the relationship that we have with our members, and, and I love that part. But our brokers, you know, they've been another voice. They've been another, um, like I said, set of eyes, and another way for them to, you know, for our cities to get what they need. Um, currently, MHS is not in a position to take any town, typically it's a town, that has under 10 employees or what we call eligible employees. But the brokers that we're working with are able to then see if they can help those smaller towns, even if it's not MHS. The board's goal was to bring healthcare benefits to our cities and towns, and our brokers are now partnering with us to find those um, options for even those smaller ones that MHS isn't able to help at this time. All right, and that's an interesting aspect that's probably, well, not probably, it is vastly different than what a, a, a large provider is that we're going to do our best, even if it's not in-house to, to, to make sure municipalities have health insurance. I think you said it more eloquently than I did just a second ago, but that's a very important part of this because this is run by municipalities. They, they own and manage this, this uh, company or, or captive, I guess, better way to put it. That's correct. They do. And so if, if there's a way we can help them, that's what we're going to do. If it's MHS, great. If it's not, then let's find a way for their cities and towns to have those benefits. Employees need them, especially now. Uh, so there's, you've had some other help along the way in building this as, as far as consultants um, to, to and kind of the same, but uh, American Fidelity and Insurica have been two from the get-go that have really helped. How, what, what kind of roles have those, uh, have they played in this? Oh, a very large role. We, yeah, I talked to them more than my own family. American Fidelity has been an amazing partner um, throughout this process. 
um, the, you know, they have been a partner through Oklahoma Municipal Services Corporation, which is a part of OML. They, of course, have been an OML corporate partner, and now they're an MHS partner as, um, as a consultant. Um, they help with boots on the ground, doing enrollments for the cities and towns, and they go on what we call, you know, sales calls, sort of, so to speak, but a city will call us and, and they'll walk them through everything. Um, they've been just amazing to work with. And it's a great group of people that have worked with cities and towns, especially Oklahoma cities and towns for decades. And they just want to continue to do so. Um, I love working with them and they sometimes tell me things I don't want to hear, but that's good. I want to hear every part of it. And they've been amazing. I, I can't say enough. Um, so we've had so many service providers that we're able to work with and it's just been a real honor for me to be able to do this it really has i i feel bad if i didn't mention brian mock's name from uh, from american <laughs> fidelity because uh, he he's actually he might be responsible for all this because th this was he was the first person that we reached out to say is this something that we should be doing and it was his enthusiasm um and really, you know, kind of never give up attitude that that got us uh, got us this far. So I so Brian Mock deserve you know if there if there's ever a uh, an MHS uh, office or building, we might have to put a plaque up for Brian. <laughs> we might have to. Yeah, so. he has been amazing to work with. He and Jay both have been really instrumental in in continuing to make sure this moves forward. And and you know they give me like I said a unique perspective. I need to see all aspects of it and. And Brian is great and he's so enthusiastic um, and he knows how cities work. He knows what their concerns are because uh, he's worked with them for so long. And I'm really glad that, you know, he's part of the team as well. Nancy, I have one more question or, or topic I want, I want to talk about and then we'll, we'll wrap this up for the day. So this is a new program. And I know that there's municipalities that especially like to, that get set in their ways uh, that, and, and change isn't always good for, for municipalities, or at least in their minds. And I know there are some municipalities that are they're out there probably a little apprehensive because this is a new program and, and they're a little apprehensive to be the first ones to jump on board. So how would you respond to to community if they had that particular concern? Well, you're right. I, I've talked to cities and towns that do have that concern. And they're right. You are right. MHS is a new insurance agency. That is absolutely true. However, what isn't new are the service providers that MHS has put together. You mentioned one AFA, American Fidelity. We, the MHS has put together an array of benefits for our members through these service providers. From our actuary to the network of doctors and hospitals, to the prescription plan, to the auxiliary coverages that American Fidelity offers, including vision and dental. These service providers have decades of experience and expertise. They've worked with Oklahoma municipalities for years and understand the unique circumstances that our municipalities face every day. OML has been the voice for municipalities for over 100 years. We work on our members' behalf through advocacy, research, education, MHS is merely another voice in a sense for them. We've been listening to what our members need and have asked for, and we've put together a viable option tailored just for them. This is their insurance plan, their health care plan, 
their auxiliary services, their benefits they offer to their municipalities, to their employees, to best serve them and what they need. That's what I would say to them. But it sounds like what how MHS has been built is we looked at the the healthcare industry itself and really just cherry picked what we thought were the best thing, best services that we could provide to municipalities and put that together in a package that that should benefit all all the members. We have. And we've also, you know, when we first started this, Mike, we had a task force of about a dozen cities and towns that we talked about, talked with in varying um, sizes. Um, Some cities, um, one in Northeast Oklahoma that had what you call the Cadillac plan. We looked at their complete plan and went through everything they have through deductibles, through auxiliary services, through the dental vision, what they wanted in order for us to be able to compete. We looked at others who had, you know, mid range benefits that they were able, and then smaller municipalities who maybe they couldn't provide as much, but wanted to. And then we brought all that together. And here's what we have, five plans, three of which I want to say are inter-Oklahoma eligible, which is vital for including smaller, well, any size community, um, if they want to take one or two of those plans and they'll be able to offer it to their um, employees at a much reduced rate which would then reduce the cost for them as a city and help with their budgets. And that's the, that's the, the insure Oklahoma is, is the, just the subsidized insurance plan through the state. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. And if anyone has questions about that, I'm happy to talk to them through that as well. That that's actually a good segue because that was what I was going to end with is that if anybody is interested in the MHS plan, uh, how, how would they go about learning more about that, Nancy? They can call the OML office at 405-528-7515, or they can email me at nancy, N-A-N-C-E-E, at OML.org. And if I said that too fast, it's also on our website, OML.org, and the uh, MHS plans and contact information is also on our OML website. It's easily accessible there as well. Okay, that's very good. Well, Nancy, you've done an incredible job over the last few years getting this uh, this program off the ground, and I know that it is going to benefit municipalities long into the future, so good work on that. And we appreciate you taking some time to discuss it today here on the OML Podcast. want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll be back next week with another interesting topic to discuss. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.